All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thing in the box? I got 20. 10,000 years will give you such a prick in the neck. We This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Once again, my name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the reception. Thank you for the podcast love that I've gotten. Magic on a Dollar podcast coming to you every week. It's Disney conversations in a podcast form. Once again, my name is David Dollar, and I appreciate you joining us. I uh, appreciate you being a part of this Magic on a Dollar community. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Disney on a Dollar. That's our business page. And Magic on a Dollar is our Facebook community. That's our Disneyland community, our Disney fan community. Find me on Instagram at Magic on a Dollar. And of course, you can email me, magic on a dollar podcast at gmail.com. And that is our email address for those, uh, for those podcast questions, for those podcast comments, things like that. If you're looking for a vacation, however, magic on a dollar at gmail.com. Magic on a dollar at gmail.com. It's funny because whenever I call into Disney and I'm talking about vacations, maybe I'm modifying something or I'm adding tickets or I'm, you know, setting up something with, with Disney for a, for a client, for a guest. And, you know, a lot of times they'll get my email. Okay. So we got this here and this is the price and blah, blah, blah. This is the change we made. And I will make sure we send you an email at M A G I C O N A D O Oh, magic on a dollar at gmail.com. That's clever. I've heard that so many times, many, many, many times. So it is a brand new year. Of course, this is going to be dropping. Um, this is going to be dropping on uh, December 31st. So right now, there is still at recording time. There's actually a couple of days left of 2017. The time this actually hits will be a few hours left of 2017. But the, you're probably hearing this sometime in 2018, the first week of January. It is a brand new year. Folks, I hope you're holiday. Your Christmas has been wonderful. Mine has been great. I've had a six-year-old running around like crazy. We bought him a Power Wheels Jeep for Christmas, and that's one of those big Jeeps and everything. And, and unfortunately, we didn't really think it through because it took two of us to turn it sideways and get it inside of the door to put it in front of the Christmas tree so Santa Claus could could uh, you know could take credit for it, of course, uh, which you know he brought the Jeep for it. My son loved it. He's been sitting in it. Um, he doesn't really understand that the Jeep moves because we disconnected the battery so he wouldn't run it through the house. And it's been really cold here, and, I, and I'm here in Alabama, and it's been, you know, 30s and 40s. Um, so obviously some of you hearing this are thinking, oh my gosh, it's negative 3 degrees outside shut up about being 35 degrees that's a heat wave but no for us it's it's fairly cold and for my six-year-old it's fairly cold and so we haven't gotten him out yet so we've had it in our house for about a week and i'm just like i don't know what to do with it yet because you know i'm gonna have to take it out at some point because and i don't know how i'm gonna get out of the house i don't know how i'm gonna wheel it through the garage i don't know how i'm gonna get it out and, and once he sees it he's gonna once he knows it moves he's gonna want to ride it all the time so that's been our christmas that's been kind of fun just watching the jeep going hmm when exactly do we do this next time we're gonna think some more things through so anyway so it's been a fun week it's been a fun year and uh and 2018 is going to be even better, guys. I hope that your 2018 is going to be is going to be spectacular. And so I am really just I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be hosting a podcast. So let's get started here. With you know, I was going to do the podcast. I was going to make a kind of a quick show, and it still might be kind of a quick show. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, let's do something just a little fun little segment here or whatever. But I'll be honest with you. There's actually a lot of Disney news. I, I didn't think there was this many little news segments here, but uh, let's get some do some news nuggets. We'll just do our little theme song here. Do 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 do. 
Disney World news tonight. First off, Star Wars The Last Jedi is doing gangbusters at the box office, and I'm expecting it to make right around $500 million sometime by the end of this week. So by the time you hear this particular uh, this particular podcast, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be, Going to be hitting that $500 million mark is my guess. Now, there's only a few films in history that have hit $500 million or more. Of course, top of the box office is Star Wars The Force Awakens with $936 million. Avatar with $760. Titanic with $659. Jurassic World, $652. Marvel's The Avengers, $623. Dark Knight, $534. Rogue One A Star Wars Story, $532. Beauty and the Beast, $504. Star Wars The Last Jedi is currently sitting at $445 million heading into the New Year's Day weekend. So I expect that to jump up and you're looking at this movie probably going to finish somewhere right around uh, probably I'm guessing 550 maybe 600 million dollar mark. Uh, it's going to be a big it's going to be a big thing. It's a huge thing. Now the reason I bring all this up is because these movies collectively Star Wars and Rogue One and The Last Jedi put them all together and you put the worldwide box office total Star Wars has now paid for the Lucasfilm purchase. What I mean by that, basically, is that uh, back back in the day, 2000, 2012, 9? Um, oh, gosh, when, I forgot what the date was. Anyway, they bought, uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm from George Lucas. Now, George Lucas owned this, okay? He owned Lucasfilm. This was his baby. Now, I'm sure there were assistants, and there are probably a few people to pay, and probably a few people that have little ownership stakes here and there, but for overall, for all intents and purposes, George Lucas owned this thing, and so Disney bought it straight out from him for, you know, right around $4 billion, four $4.05 billion, one big fat check. Star Wars, the three movies that collectively, worldwide, have now made, as of this moment, $4.06 billion. The check is paid for itself. Everything else now is gravy, which is crazy. Now, don't be sad for George Lucas. I'm sure there are people out there. I know there are people out there that thought maybe he should have gotten more for that. Maybe Disney, you know, maybe Disney rooked him. They should have paid him more. Guys, they wrote him a $4 billion check. And again, he's probably going to have to pay off, you know, a few people here and there, assistants and whatever. But for the most part, this wasn't like a shareholder thing where he has to give, divvy it out amongst thousands of people who own stock in a Lucasfilm. No, this was his check. He got a $4 billion check for George Lucas. I don't feel too bad for him. I, I just don't. He's a great, he's an inspirational hero. He's a genius for what he did with Star Wars. Um, and he walked away with $4 billion. Disney owns it. And not only owns Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones and Willow and all of the Star Wars and Fraggle Rock and all of those properties all together. Did I say Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock's actually Muppets. They own those too, by the way. But, um, but no, it's all the Star Wars thing coming in there. And Indiana Jones 5 is supposed to come out in 2020. And of course, there's a new Star Wars trilogy coming out sometime in the next, I don't know, 20, I'm guessing 20. 20, uh, 2022, 2023, we'll probably start that. Um, all positive reviews for Force Awakens, Rogue One, and The Last Jedi, which, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, by the way, it's it's a great film. It really, it really is a solid movie. It's a little divisive. There are Star Wars... This is one of those Star Wars fans versus Star Wars fans kind of thing, but, uh, but overall, I think it's a great movie. I don't want to get into the whole, like, what's wrong with it, what's right with it kind of thing. My review was a couple of weeks ago on a previous episode. Go check that out. I give you a spoiler-free review, then a spoiler-filled review. So listen to part of the show, go watch the movie, come back and listen to the rest of the show to hear the spoilers. And here comes some kind of some of my favorite parts. I will simply say my favorite part of the whole film was the hyperspace scene. I'll just say that, and you'll know it when you'll see it. You'll watch the movie, and you'll go, Oh, that was Magic on a Dollar podcast host David Dollar's favorite scene. I can see that. I'm shaking my finger when I say it, because I'm thinking, I'm imagining you pointing at the screen. 
So, so there's that. Star Wars paid for itself. Now, um, some security news over at Walt Disney World. They are now doing do not disturb signs on guest rooms. What this means, basically, I'm sorry, they're taking away the do not disturb signs on guest rooms. Those famed signs you put on the door and you put there. That means cleaning and maintenance won't stop by if they see the sign, unless they just have to for some reason. Well, they're taking the signs away. What they're adding is room occupied signs. You put a room occupied sign on there to alert them that, yes, there is somebody staying in this room. They may or may not be in there now, but there is somebody in this particular room. Now, the reason they're doing it, and, and the speculation is because uh, it's, Disney has not officially said this, but the overwhelming speculation is that they're doing this to prevent events like the October shooting that killed 58 people in Las Vegas. Now, the, the rumor is, and again, I don't know the, the details of this. I'm not going to get into all of it, but from what I understand the perpetrator of the shooting had a do not disturb sign on his door, meaning that nobody went in that room at all, meaning they didn't see everything that was set up in that room, which could have possibly prevented it. That's not placing blame on anybody. I'm not blaming anybody for that. That's nobody's fault. I'm just saying that's the sign that was there, and that was the instructions is do not disturb so you don't go in the room. So Disney is now removing those signs, and they are now required to check every room at least once per day. And they're going to alert you. They're going to knock on the door. They're going to give you a call or whatever. Much in they were coming. Some people don't like this. Some people don't like this at all. They're like, I don't want my kid being woken up by some maintenance person knocking at the door at 8, 8 a.m. going, maintenance or cleaning or whatever. On the other hand, it is a safety issue. I, I, I can't really argue with the safety issue part of it. I think it's a, it's a big deal. And so, um, so that's just something to consider, something to be aware of that they will be coming to your room at least once per day. So not that you should have your valuables or money or anything just piled up on the table, but maybe just consider, um, you know, just kind of putting stuff away here and there because you are not in your house. You're actually in a resort room and a vacation. Um, as I like to say, there are 70,000 people working at Disney World. Not everybody is magical. I've never personally had an incident at all where anything was stolen. There was once where I I lost my iPod. Um, I actually called the resort and I'm like, my iPod is missing. I don't know what happened to it, you know, and then we got, we got news and I was thinking maybe somebody stole it, that kind of thing. Literally, I found it an hour later buried at the bottom little pocket of a, of a suitcase. And I called the resort back immediately, talked to the manager and I'm like, please tell this person I apologize profusely. I was not accusing them. That was the person that was worked up, working on my room uh, that day. And I just want to make sure you don't accuse them. And I'm really, really sorry. I felt terrible. I really felt terrible because I didn't want that person to get in trouble because I found my iPod. Um, so one more thing going into that, I'm uh, talking about being magical and unmagical. Um, very unmagical is the fact of the Hall of Presidents, not the retraction itself. Of course, we talked last week about Donald Trump, the president, being added into the Hall of Presidents. Donald Trump, the animatronic, being added into the Hall of Presidents, saying, uh, when you heard this, the talk last week, saying something very innocuous, very innocent, very pro-American. Well, apparently somebody did not like that uh, because they started chanting the phrase, lock him up, during the performance of the Hall of Presidents. They were removed, and I don't really know what happened to them after that, but it was the first major disruption since the addition of President Donald Trump into the Hall of Presidents. Okay, I'm going to step back from official co-host. I'm going to step in as David Dollar, the opinionator, and simply say, guys, it's a robot. It is a robot. You are chanting at a robot. And no one is going to stand up and say, sir, you are a hero because you are chanting. They're going to stand up and say, you are disrupting the show that I'm trying to watch, which is really all you're doing, seriously. And I would say the exact same thing and did say the exact same thing whenever a few people did that with President Obama's robot when he was installed in 2008, 2009. It is a robot. Nothing you say is going to be effective to that robot. It's not recording your thoughts. It's not going to relay back to any other part of the government to say, oh, there are people at Disney World that are chanting these things and saying these things. It's a robot. Enjoy the show. Please just enjoy the show and let other people enjoy the show as well. 
as you're in there, if you want to pull your phone out, take pictures, take to Twitter and say, hey, this is what I feel right now. Please do. You have that very right to do so. But it's a robot. Okay. The opinionator steps back. I am the magic on a dollar uh, host David Dollars back in back in charge here. Sorry about that. I just had to say that, guys. Just uh, something to consider when you want to disrupt a show uh, based on your preferences. No matter who you are, no matter what aisle you fall on, and I would say that to anybody, guys. Just realize what you're doing and what you're talking to because nobody cares. It just they they don't. They want to watch the show, and it's a take that part out of it. Just ignore that part if you don't like it. But the show itself is fantastic. It's a wonderful show, even if you don't like that three minute block out of a twenty three minute show. Just enjoy it, okay? Hall of Residence, there you go. So, one more thing here. Um, Disneyland, of course, this past week, uh, this past week was the the holiday the holiday cravat or the Christmas cravasse, as my good friend and show producer Clay Shaver likes to say. Of course, he is the host of the Remodeling Clay podcast, which drops every Thursday morning. Um, every Thursday morning, like clockwork, he's been doing it now for over four years. As uh, the the two hundredth episode came out a couple weeks ago, the year end spectacle, which he really didn't do a spectacle. Maybe he'll do something soon for that. But uh, the last show of the year came out this past Thursday. Great show as always. Um, so go check that out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Whenever you download my show, go ahead find his show, download it as a companion piece, listen to him back-to-back, and just realize, hey, these two guys are like bros, man. So, um, he likes to call it the Christmas crevasse. Uh, Between Christmas and between the New Year's, that whole week in the middle there. And, of course, that is one of the busiest weeks of the entire year at Disneyland and Disney World. One day last week where um, uh, the power went out both in Toontown and Fantasyland, so people had to be escorted off these rides. And there actually were some, I think, in Liberty Square. I got a few. I got a few texts from a few people, a few guests of mine that were out there at Disneyland. They were texting me going, "We broke the haunted mansion. What do we do? We're being escorted off the haunted mansion." And somebody texted me and said they were being escorted off the Inspector Gadget ride um, because it was in Toontown because the power was out. And they just said it's been happening all day intermittently. Uh, and you're talking, you know, some of these rides will hold 100 people or more. And you're talking the queues and everything too. So they're all being shoved back out into the middle of Disneyland Park. And so they're all having to join other lines, which is expanding other lines, which is crazy. Power power going out was a bad thing. Of course, traffic was gridlocked around Disneyland as well because it was so busy. Parking lots were full. There was nowhere to park. It wasn't to capacity. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, and so Disneyland Christmas week is insane. Walt Disney World is the same way. They actually suffered a, not, I don't want to say suffered. They actually held a few phase closings. And we've talked about that in previous episodes where they close the parks based on the number of people going in. And so they, they shut it down to certain people with certain tickets. Like if you had a day ticket or you were coming off property, you couldn't get in at certain points in the Magic Kingdom because it was so busy. Now, at time of this recording, I can't tell you what's going to happen for New Year's Eve, but I suspect we will see some phase closings for both, for probably for Magic Kingdom for New Year's Eve, maybe Hollywood Studios. I don't expect that for Epcot. Epcot's a large, large park. You're talking 110, 120,000 people in Epcot at one time. If that park closes capacity, that's an insane amount of people. Let me just tell you right, right now. So for Disneyland, um, with the power outages, people were texting me, you know, what do you do? What do we do? And I just tell them, you know, go talk to guest relations. Everybody will be going to talk to guest relations. So do it as quick as you can and just see what they'll do. See if they'll give you some fast passes. See if they'll make it up to you somehow. Power outages seem like something to me that they can't really control. I don't know the details of the power outages and what causes it. I'm sure that will come out. And power was only down for about three hours. But when you're talking 60,000 people, three hours is a lot of time. Of course, traffic being gridlocked as well, um, it's a big deal. It's something they can't control. Just like in Disney World, they can't control the phases. They have to shut it down after a certain time because of safety concerns. It's a fire code concern. They have to, they have to shut it down, which is a big deal too. So 
Um, one thing to think about when you're thinking about staying off property for Disneyland, Disney World, um, it, uh, uh, you know, during Christmas week is the fact that I've been there several times during holiday weeks and stuff, Thanksgiving especially, when it's really busy, on a monorail or on a bus, and you're driving by all this traffic, and we're talking miles and miles of traffic to get into the Magic Kingdom. So people having to go through all the turnstiles, having to park, so you're, you're talking about wherever you are off property, at least a good hour or more to get onto property into the park itself. So... Stay on property. Magic on a dollar at gmail.com. Email me. Say, hey, Dave, I want to stay on property at Christmas week, and I'll be happy to help you. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to help you off property as well if I can, but uh, on property, that's where you want to be for Christmas week. So what happens if the magic isn't there? What happens if the magic just isn't working, right? What happens if, if, if something happens and you're like, well, this is not magical at all? What happens if the power goes out? What happens if the room is not right? What happens if things are just bad? Because like I said before, 70,000 people working at Walt Disney World. Not everyone is magical. You've got 29,000 hotel rooms right around and across, the, across those. Not every single room is going to be spotless and perfect every single day. You've got what, 60, 70 rides and attractions and shows running full-tailed 16 to 20 hours per day, every day. Not everything is going to work perfectly. So what exactly do you do? Okay, let me share you a little. Let me share with you a little story. I don't mind sharing this. I think this is kind of fun. So 2015, November 2015, um, my wife and my son, my son at the time was three years old. He's, he just turned six. He was about to turn four this time, three years old. And my mother-in-law all went down to Disney World. And my mother-in-law comes sometimes on our trips. She loves Disney as much as my wife does, as much as I do. And, and she helps us with our with our son, who can be a challenge sometimes. And um, and so we went now. We were staying at the Yacht Club. And I'm real excited about this because I love the Yacht Club. I, I'd never stayed there before. Uh, would I stay there again? Maybe. Uh, there are some pros and cons to the Yacht Club. The Beach Club is right next door. And, of course, it's close to Boardwalk, which is all by that that Epcot area there. Where you could Literally, we could walk out of the, our room, um, walk out to the sidewalk, take a left, be, in, be inside of Epcot in about 15 minutes. It was right there. It was so close. Um, so we decided to, to do a Sunday through Saturday trip. And we were going to do the Christmas party on Sunday night, and so a lot of a lot of times when people message me and they say, "Hey, you know, what do you um, what do uh, w- you know, what do I do about a trip? What do you know, what do, what do you recommend?" I always recommend a Sunday through Saturday trip. It gives you five full days in the middle and a weekend day to travel and a weekend day. You get back on Saturday, get home on Saturday, have Sunday to recover. That's kind of my ideal trip. You know, we we add and subtract from there, but that's kind of what I usually recommend to people. So that's what we're going to do. However, uh, we decided that plane tickets were actually cheaper with Southwest Points on Saturday because we fly through the Southwest Points. Um, don't tell my good friend Casey Lewis about the credit cards because we use those for Southwest. But uh, the flights are cheaper on Saturday, so we decided let's do that. Okay, so I looked online, got us a room at All Star Movies. Now I will tell you that my wife is not a value resort fan, and it's not because she doesn't like the rooms; it's because she's used to the bigger beds at the Moderates and bigger beds at the Deluxes. She's kind of a snob now. I don't mind it at all. And for one night, we were like, we can just suck it up. It's not a big deal. All-Star Movies is probably my favorite of the values. I love Pop Century, too, but I love the theming with All-Star Movies and just how much fun it is. Um, so I had no problem with All-Star Movies. And really, they didn't either because it really was for one night, and I had no problem with it. And I, I've stayed there a whole week before, and I have no problem with it at all. Love All-Star Movies. Um, so we get one night at All-Star Movies, and then I, you know, we arrive on Saturday afternoon. We drop our luggage off and everything. We go to downtown Disney or Disney Springs to eat. Um, you know, the next morning, we sleep in a little bit, and I walk down to Luggage Services and say, hey, luggage services, would you mind coming up and getting our luggage, and we're going to transfer it over to the Yacht Club. This is something that Disney provides. It's a service they do that they will move your luggage for free. 
over to uh, another resort because there are many people that do split stays. They'll stay one resort, maybe half the week in the other resort. And I've done it before. Uh, 2009, my wife and I actually went there for 10 days. Uh, we stayed five days at Pop Century, and then we changed resorts over to um, over to Wilderness Lodge because we couldn't afford the Wilderness Lodge the whole time, so we stayed for half the time, which Wilderness Lodge is wonderful. Uh, this past September, actually, I did a split stay. I stayed at Pop Century one day and then went over to, uh, to French Quarter for a couple of days. And So it's not uncommon at all. And Disney provides this service. They will take your luggage for you and move it from one resort to the next at no charge. So they brought somebody up with a big thing, and they will take everything you will give them. So, you know, they will count every little piece that you've got. You know, we have like 15, 17 pieces from, you know, bags and, and purses and backpacks and we had a cooler. My son has a special diet, so we had a little cooler with his food in it. Pillows, took those as well, took all that stuff with him, you know, and went out the door. I tipped the guy, he was gone. Okay. So we go over on over to Yacht Club. We would go ahead and check in because, you know, you don't have to check in. We could have gone to the park and then just come back, or whatever. But we went ahead and checked in, got that taken care of, and our room wasn't ready. No big deal, but we're fine. So we go on and we enjoy the park. And so we have the party that night. We're at the party. Um, we I'm just having a great time at the Christmas party. It was my my son's first Christmas party at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Mickey's a very merry Christmas party. If you've never done it, I highly suggest it. It can be pricey. It can be expensive. But I do recommend it. It's a great party. So we enjoyed it. Had a good time. Got back to the Yacht Club. I don't know. Maybe 1230-ish, maybe close to one-ish, and you've got a three-year-old who's dead asleep on my arms. You got a you got a wife and a mother-in-law who's very tired, and they're both, you know, they both got on makeup and they're both dressed nice and everything, so they want to go home, go back to the room and get ready and get, you know, whatever. So we get to the room, and well, guess what? There is no luggage. There's none. Our luggage is not there. So I called down to luggage services, which is okay because sometimes they deliver it to the room and other times they just deliver it to luggage services. So I called down to luggage services and say, hey, luggage services, would you mind? Would you mind? Um, bringing the luggage up to us. And uh, so they they look around. They get my name and they look around. They come back to me and they say, um, sir, your luggage is not here. Okay, well, this is a little confusing, but all right. So I hang the phone up and I tell my wife and, and mother-in-law, I'm going to go down there real quick and get our luggage. It's, it's there. I'm going to go get it. I'll just, I'll bring it back. And, you know, that big rolling cart, I'll just leave it outside our door. And if it's still there tomorrow morning, I'll take it back. Whatever. I was, it's one in the morning. I need to go get our luggage. So I go down there to our luggage, to luggage services. And I say, hey, luggage services, um, I'm, I'm David Dollar. I'm here to get my luggage, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, I heard you couldn't find it. It's, it's got to be back there somewhere, right? So look around for it. It's not there. It's not there at all. So now I'm starting to panic, and I text my wife and say, hey, Stephanie, um, we don't have luggage here. I'm working on the deal, working on the situation. So they're doing the best we can. My son's dead asleep. He's gone. Not a problem. Okay. So so I talk to the manager, and I'm like, well, manager, you know, what do we do here? And so he says, well, you know, where'd you come from? And I saw All-Star Movies, and they call over to All-Star Movies, no answer. The thing about it is, is that late at night, uh, late at night, overnights, this is, now we're going on 1.30 in the morning, um, We, you have one or two people that work some of these areas in the resorts, all-star movies, all-star sports and all-star music are all together. So you've only got two or three people working luggage for all three of those resorts because it's two in the morning. Those people really aren't necessary. So he calls and calls and calls and he tells me, he gets on the, he gets on the walkie-talkie and he's like, Psh, hey, Sarah, uh, can you tell me where, uh, where Chip is? And I hear the response, um, yeah, Chip is over in doing maintenance over at the pool at, uh, music. Can you get him to call me? Absolutely, I certainly certainly will. Apparently, Chip and I'm making these names up. I don't remember the names, but apparently, Chip was the guy running all services for all three resorts. But he was also doing some maintenance over at one of the other resorts, so he wasn't even in earshot. He couldn't even get the phone. So the phone was ringing, ringing. So I'm sitting there, and 
in the lobby, and, and they have uh, most of the resorts actually have uh, have televisions uh, where you, the kids can watch TV. And I'm actually sitting there; it's now close to two in the morning. I'm watching TV. I'm watching the watching the, the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. I've seen just about all of them at this point. Um, so I'm watching these cartoons, and he comes over to me and says, "Sir, you know, let you know that you know we can't get in touch with them. We think it's there. If you came from All Star Movies. We have a feeling it's there. We're going to go get it." I said, "I really, really appreciate that." So. Hop in the van and they go get it. Now, I don't know. They may have taken their own vehicle for all I know. They have no idea, but they went, they, about 45 minutes later, he showed up with a cart and he's like, you know, the, the guy that was working at Lego Services, uh, Mr. Dother, I have your luggage for you, sir. I was like, absolutely. Thank you so much. So we get, to the, we take it up to the room and drop off the luggage. And of course, my wife and mother in law are like, just, they're, they're in the bed. They're both passed out. My son's passed out and they both get up, they pull the luggage out and everything. We're just, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting the luggage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, and I'm like, well, we'll, we'll figure it out in the morning. We'll just thank you so much. So we get in there and close the door. Okay. Good. We got our luggage. We can, and I'm ready to pass out. Okay. We got a breakfast. It's, you know, two 30 in the morning. We've got a breakfast coming at 10. I don't think we're going to make this breakfast at this point. So, you know, the, the ladies are getting ready for bed. Um, and they walk over, and my wife calls me over, and she says, hey, come here for a second. I walk over, and there is water under the sink. The carpet is wet under the sink. Now, it's not a full cabinet that goes all the way to the ground. It's kind of a sink with a, with a small cabinet under it and a shelf under there that's open. So you can, when you put your feet close to, when you when you go up to the counter, like you're leaning over to brush your teeth or to do whatever you need to do to your face, you feel the water on your toes. The carpet is wet. It's like, really? So I'm I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. So I go all the way back down to the front desk and I'm like, sir, we have to have another room. This is just, this is insane. This is terrible. Um, and I was a little snippier than I should have been because it's three in the morning. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have any excuse for it. And I, you know, I feel bad about it, but I was a little snippier and I'm like, you got to fix this. Like, you got to fix this. And so they get online and everything and he calls the manager and everything. And he's like, well, sir, you know, we can have a room for you, room for you. If you'd like a uh, room, you know, 4501. And it's, I don't remember the room numbers, but they were offering us another room or whatever. And I'm like, we're not going to move everything right now. We're going to have to do it in the morning. Um, and he was like, you know, and he actually told me, he said, he said, well, he said, let me do this. He said, I will offer you, we're going to comp tonight, stay for you. We're going to comp it for you completely. Now we're talking a room that's about $500 a night. I'm getting a discount because I'm a travel agent. So I'm getting it for about 250 but they comped the whole room for $500 a night, which was awesome. Um, and he was like, you know, All-Star Movies will call you tomorrow, and they will they will work out details for you uh, about what what they will do for you for losing your luggage. I was like, perfect. This is wonderful. Bad accent, I know. It's probably an indecipherable accent, and that's probably good because I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. Just trying to d- differentiate what's going on here. So I go back to the room, and so on so we didn't get up till like 9 in the morning I think we had a breakfast at 10 we cancelled it or whatever it was exhausting but um, I went downstairs finally we got up and got dressed got showered and everything around 11 o'clock in the morning we're all walking downstairs and and I uh, walk up to the guy and I, and I tell the guy behind the counter again who I was very snippy with the night before um, you know I, I told him I was like man I really really am sorry I said you know you were doing your job you do, you can only do what you can do and I do not mean to get snippy with you or if I got smart with you I, I do apologize Oh, no worry, Mr. Dover. No problem. I know you were tired and your family was tired. It's not a big deal. We, we've got that taken care of. And he said, okay, we can do two things for you. Number one, we can, we can offer you a room right now. Uh, if you'd like to take a room, it's a 3506 and it's a, it's a few floors lower than where you were, but it's close to where you were. Or if you'd like to wait, we have a room coming up, a studio room, a deluxe studio preferred room coming up that will be ready for you, but it will not be ready right now. So basically we can take a room now kind of where we were. And the thing with Yacht Club, Beach Club, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Wilderness Lodge, any of the ones that are like with well like enclosed, like they're all in one big building, 
these things are massive. They're, they have arms that outstretch very far. And one of our rooms, and this other new room that we could have taken is really far out. I mean, it's like, like, even though it's all in one building, it's a good 10 to 15 minute walk from our room to the lobby. Taking the, taking the hallways, the elevators, taking another hallway, maybe another elevator, just, it's insane. Or if we wait, we can have a room that's right around the corner. So I tell the man, you know what? Let's go ahead and take that room right around the corner. I tell my wife and I tell my mother-in-law that, uh, you know what? Y'all go ahead and go to, go to the park. Go to Epcot. Take Campbell, my son. Go to the Epcot. Go to Epcot. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work for the next few hours. And, uh, you know, when the room is ready, I will, ha- I will I will make sure our stuff gets in the room. I will be here to put our stuff in the room. Um, and so they got us a room about two hours later. It is. It was literally, <clears throat> I counted 63 steps from the lobby. From where I stood in the lobby, you could walk 63 steps around the corner. It was about 40 steps from an elevator. Um, it was right there. It was beautiful. It was perfect. And they did such a good job with this. All-Star Movies called me later on that day. It was like, Mr. Dollar, really, really sorry about what happened about this. We're going to offer you three free fast passes per person for this entire week. Um, you know, you use them whenever you want to. So they did. They gave us three free fast passes to use anytime. We could use on any ride we wanted to use on at that particular time. This is 2015, so Flight of Passage was not open yet. Um, and it, so, you know, we were able to use it on things like Soarin' and Test Track and things like that. <clears throat> you know, use it on anything you want to, which was really, really nice. So the point of that whole story is, which we had a great vacation, by the way. The point of that whole story is that not, things are not always magical. Power goes out. Ceiling fan blades fall from the ceiling and land on your bed. That happened to me once. You get to your room to check in, and the room smells musty or dirty or like cigarettes. It just smells horrible. Um, that happened to me once. Um, you know, a a you know a manager will come down and to a room, and uh, you know the the room will smell terrible. The manager will come down and try to spray it with with Glade or something to 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 take care of the cigarette smoke that's in the room. That happened to a guest once. I've got stories where guests will tell me this is what happened to me. But every story is always followed up with, here's how Disney made it better. So when Disney is not magical, because it's 99.2% of the time, it's so magical, it's wonderful. 0.8% of the time, it's not magical, and things happen. And you get the wrong people on the wrong day at the wrong time, and it's not your fault. It's just what happens, because that's life. That Nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. Here's how you handle it. You talk to somebody. You go to the, if it's at your resort, like we did, you go to the resort people and you say, here's the situation. You be calm. You don't be mad. If you're a little snippy, if it's three in the morning, I can probably excuse that a little bit, but you don't be rude. You understand that the cast member behind the desk is doing only their job. It's doing what they can do. Okay. If you have to, you can say, may I talk to a manager? And I've done this before too. May I talk to a manager, please? Manager comes out, you talk to a manager and you say, manager, I'm here's what's going on. If that doesn't help. Okay, and that every now and then you get a manager who's very just, for lack of a better word, stubborn and just like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to help you. That's kind of the tone they take. Um, then you call guest services. And then you call Disney directly. And you call, you can Google that number, you can ask for that number. You call, you go above their head and you simply say, this is what's happening to me right now and I don't like it at all. And that's where they handle it. If this happens at a park, if something happens at a park, like a power outage or a ride breaks down or a cast member is very rude to you or things like that, you go to guest relations and you tell guest relations, guest relations, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. This is how it's affected us. This is the unmagical part of it. Can you help us? What I like, what I don't want you to do is say, what are you going to do for me? Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Because if you're working retail or you're working somewhere at a restaurant or whatever, do you want somebody looking at you going, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to make it better to me? Every now and then I'll say, you know, can you make this up to me? Would you make this up to me? 
you know, how can you make this up to, to, up to us? Or how can you make our experience more magical? Things like that. Say things like that. And this really goes for, I mean, this really goes for anything at retail, at, uh, at anything in customer service, anything like that. You know, don't be rude. But if your service is not what you paid for, if your service is not up to your expectations, then, you know, please don't be afraid to tell the person, this is not, what you're offering me is not good enough. Can you make this up to me better? Can you do something better for me to make this experience better for me? Because the ultimate goal is for you to walk away going, you know what? I didn't have a good experience with that, but they made it up to me. Now, also be reasonable. If you're a pop century and you walk into your room and things are dirty, things the room has not been cleaned, they put you in a room that has not been cleaned or it's just gross for whatever reason, you know, again, pop century itself is like 4,000 rooms, 3,000 rooms, something like that. So, you know, a lot of rooms, there are misses. It happens. It's going to happen. I wish it didn't, but it's going to happen. When you go down to get services or when you go down to talk to, to, to the people in the lobby, don't say, you know, uh, hey, your room's filthy. Get me out of here. You know, be nicer about it. Hey, my room is a little bit dirty. I don't think it's been cleaned yet. We would like a better room. Can we have a better room? Would you mind? And even you can even ask for upgrade. Could we have an upgrade maybe? Is that, could, that, could that be possible? Whatever. Most they could say is no. And, you know, they'll, they'll change your rooms or whatever. But you don't want to be like, you know what? For this, I think you're going to need to put us in the Cinderella suite. That's the only way it's going to make it up to us. Or, you know what? Because my pop century room is dirty. I think you're going to have to go over to the Polynesian. Uh, that's where you're going to have to put us. They can only do so much. So again, just be nice about it. Just just be generous about it. When you go to the guest relations in the park, you know what? Hey, we missed our fast pass time because we were on Haunted Mansion. It broke down. We were stuck there 20 minutes. We walked over to to do our fast passes for for uh, uh, for Big Thunder. They wouldn't let us on, even though our fast passes expired because we were on the Haunted Mansion. You know, can you help us? They will fix that for you. They will give you some fast passes, okay? Don't walk in there and be like, you know what? You're going to need to give each one of us 15 fast passes each because because we deserve it. No, you don't. They made a mistake. Things went wrong. They're going to fix it. So there you go. That's a little kind of insight into Disney, into when it's not magical. Just be nice about it. Be kind about it. Every now and again, you're going to get something where nobody helps you. And it happens. And I hate that it happens, but it does happen. I've heard a story every now and then where no matter what happened, no matter what they did, they couldn't get help. The problem is you only hear one side of that story. I don't know the whole story. I've actually got a friend of mine um, or, an, or you know, a, a, somebody who, who went to Disney World and she was telling me all these awful things that happened. And I ended up calling Disney on her behalf. And the Disney person told me, well, if you'd like, I can relay those conversations to you. I can send those. I can let you hear some of those conversations. But that's actually not what happened. What actually happened is this. Gave me some insight into what happened. So you know, a lot of times you're going to hear one side of the story, and so, and so you know, you have to be two sides of every story. But anyway, that's a whole overview of just what to do when it's not magical. And I'd like to think that it's always magical, but sometimes it's not. Um, just in the travel planning business, I know that every now and then that we make mistakes, and you know, I make a mistake every now and then. Sometimes I, it costs me money out of my own pocket. I have to make it up to you. I'll buy a gift card, or I will, you know, I will send a, a certain a special gift or something, or I will pay for something, or whatever that I wasn't intending on paying for because I don't, I, I don't want to pay for that because that's 150 bucks. But you know what? I need to pay for it to make it up to that client because I want that client walking away going, you know what, David Dollar, you messed me up here, but you made it right. Things are good. I love it because I want them walking away knowing that I did a good job for them. And Disney wants you walking away knowing. They, they they did a magical job for you. So anyway, so there you go. So that's what happens to do. That's what to do if Disney is not magical for you. So that's going to do our show for this week. I hope you've had a wonderful, wonderful week. Don't forget our show is sponsored by MyResumeLady.com. My wonderful friend Amy Campbell and her resume team, marketing team, LinkedIn team, they're all one great team, will help you do marketing, LinkedIn, and your resumes. Um, she has forgotten more about LinkedIn than most of us will ever know. I promise you. 
You know, she does resumes, wonderful resumes, wonderful work with the app LinkedIn, which is a valuable tool in looking at jobs and networking. Don't dismiss it. I've got it on my phone now because of Amy. I have it now. I didn't think it would be useful, but it actually is. So contact Amy, myresumelady.com. Let her know that I sent you over there and get taken care of. And hopefully you'll get a better job and get a better job that you have now. Um, um, you know, a, a promotion of what you have now and your life will be even better. Um, that's what I'm hoping for you. I'm hoping it'll be magical for you. And of course, Remodeling Clay podcast drops every Thursday. The producer of our show, Clay Shaver, also a sponsor of our show, Remodeling Clay podcast. Uh, he makes it magical for the best version of you. Find me on Twitter at Disney on a dollar. Find me on Instagram at magic on a dollar. You can email me magic on a dollar podcast at gmail.com or magic on a dollar. Leave off the podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email me about taking your Disney trip, Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Alani in Hawaii, or a Disney cruise, or Universal in Orlando. I'd love to help you out there. So that's our show. I hope you've had a great time here. I've loved talking about Disney and I've loved I love talking about Disney as well. Disney and Disney World, Disney stuff, Disney magic. Uh, but we'll get to some Harry Potter stuff at some point soon. Um, I don't want to leave out Harry Potter because I do love Harry Potter as well. So Harry Potter weekend, of course, coming up here at Universal in a couple of weeks. Did you know that? I, I, needed, to, I needed to promote that a little bit more because Harry Potter is a big deal. Anyway, uh, so that's our show. Magic on a Dollar podcast episode number 13 comes to a close. Don't forget to thank your Phoenicians. <laughs>